It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, host of Fox Across America on Fox News Radio, Jimmy Fallon. Well, my only metric, so you know, were films that wouldn't get me canceled for endorsing them. And host of the Guy Benson Show on Fox News Radio, Guy Benson. I think it stands the test of time. One of the best movie comedies, I will say, of my lifetime. Come together to share their top five favorite movies. Here are this week's hosts, Jimmy and Guy. Welcome to Fox Top 5. I'm Jimmy Fallon, host of Fox Across America on Fox News Radio. And today I'm joined by my friend, host of the Guy Benson Show on Fox News Radio, the great Guy Benson. Hey, Guy Benson, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? I want to just point out for the record that you saying that we're friends was literally in the script. It was, <laughs> it was written in. And you had to read it. And it was, yeah, it was a tense negotiation to even get you to sign <laughs> off on that. So, I never I, did. I'm calling my people. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, if you walk off set right now, I completely understand. Um, <laughs> did you put as much work into this list as I did? I don't know how much you put into it. I mean, do you I, have a list? Yeah, like I really, no, I mean it. I wasn't being sarcastic. I really worked on this and I felt like it, it was challenging to me to narrow it down to five just because of, you know, the amount of genres and stuff like that. But uh, I found this fun and I do see it as a, uh, a, a reveal of character in the sense that I gravitate to a certain type of movie and tone that I didn't realize until I made this list. Every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters, and personalities get together to share their top five of any given topic. This year, we've definitely had more people spending time in front of their TVs, and if you're like us, then you might be running low on things to watch. But now you're in luck, because we have some quality recommendations for you. We are going to share our top five favorite movies. Take it away, Guy Benson. Okay, so I wanted to explain how I approached this, and it might have been different than the way you did. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is a little bit overwhelming to try to really think through your top five films of all time. Mm-hmm. So instead, I created a subcategory, which is this. <laughs> These are the top five movies that I basically always keep watching if I happen to see them on TV. Oh, that's a good, that's actually a really good metric. By, right, be, because, I, and I think there's like a good amount of crossover because I wouldn't watch these movies over and over again on TV if I didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm giving myself some wiggle room if people say, you know, snobs, say they're not artsy or good enough or too basic or whatever. Uh-huh. So that's, that's sort of my pre-programmed excuse if people disagree. Okay. Well, my only metric, so you know, were films that wouldn't get me canceled for endorsing them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All the Toy Stories. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. We're doing four. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So how do we want to do this? Want me to go with five and then you do your number five? Yeah, that's what I think we do. Number five. Okay. So my number five is a film called The Untouchables, right? Oh. Capone mm-hmm. era, fantastic, you know, good guys, bad guys, gangsters, FBI, as they're trying to figure out a way to bring the out of control gang crime in Chicago under control. Mm-hmm. And the way they end up getting him, and it's just a, an amazing cast, right? So many huge, huge names. Of course, I think probably Sean Connery as one yes. of the as one of the Untouchables is sort of pretty the, iconic. Yeah, the classic line: "You brought a knife to a gunfight." Right, and it's like they put one of yours in the hospital, we put one of theirs in the morgue, right? Like that whole thing. That's a terrible <laughs> impression. Um, and I mean, Al Capone was uh-huh. Robert De Niro. I mean, it's like the list goes on and like the weak link acting wise is Elliot Ness. 
Yeah. Right, but Kevin Costner, it's such a good movie, you don't even care. Yeah, so you get through it. It's long, it's a long movie. There's that scene of the of the baby cart going down the stairs at the train station. There's mm -hmm. just so many good pieces to that movie. It's sort of ups and downs and roller coasters and people that you really learn to hate and you yeah. hope that bad things happen to them and then they do. <laughs> it's uh, There's something very now about it in that you can once again get arrested for hanging out in a bar. <laughs> right. it's, it's, well done. It, it's come full circle. The, uh, the remake is directed by Andrew Cuomo. Totally different film. Everyone over the age of 70 in the film is dead right out of the gate. <laughs> it thinned out fast. That's a great tag, by the way. My uh, my number five also stars De Niro. Uh, I love the film Taxi Driver, uh, which that has oh, yeah. There it goes. You know, I I started out driving the taxi, and uh, the way this week's shows are going, I'll probably be driving a taxi again soon. And uh, I loved that movie because it it really better than just about anything except maybe Midnight Cowboy. It really encapsulates what old New York was like. Like CD Times Square, the unpredictability uh, nature of driving a cab, and just the isolation that comes from driving a cab. And obviously it's something that resonates with me because I drove one. But again, there's also a now element because what they depict as old Times Square in the 70s with the the junkies and the violence is very much Bill de Blasio's New York, no? It's coming and, back. Uh, <laughs> and I love that one. Um, de Niro, which is controversial, is in love with a Jodie Foster character that today, I don't know, honestly, if they could make that film because she is playing an underaged, uh, you know, call girl, which I don't know if you could make that film unless you were on Netflix and you called it Cuties. But absolutely, outside of that, you might not get away with it, Guy Benson. Damn. <laughs> now, I will confess, so, so far I'm 0 for 1 in having seen the movies on your list. Oh, okay. I have not seen Taxi Driver, so I have no quips to add to this aside from it's a it's a fitting number five for you number four my number four uh -huh. this is the one where i can already envision people rolling their eyes but i don't care <laughs> if it is on television i will watch oceans 11. okay it is it is pure entertainment mm -hmm. it is executed well all-star ensemble cast a fun I, I think the the soundtrack is really good yeah and it's it's the right amount of sort of like caper uh -huh. and humor and intrigue and i just think it's well done it holds your attention i don't like so there's a trilogy i don't like yeah. oceans 12 at all is garbage that's oceans great 13 was pretty good and then i uh -huh. guess they did a new one with with just women that was fine but a few more plot holes in any other ones but oceans 11 not the OG OG, but like, <laughs> I want to say maybe from my high school era or college era, Ocean's Eleven, if it's on, I'm watching it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, it, it reads well on camera. And, you know, who in this economy hasn't fantasized about robbing a casino, by the way? <laughs> you know, it's very, it's, 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 it's very engaging to the era. Yeah, there's always, and, a, there's always a tie-in, but I love that movie. And with a spoiler, um, spoiler alert, all you have to do, by the way, to pull that off, aside from all the other small things, is create a perfect vault replica right that's all you have to do it's so easy <laughs> you can bang that out that's all you have to do <laughs> who knew you know uh i think that's funny i think i think it's a good pick i i don't 
I, I've probably watched that film in its entirety once. What I have happened to me, Guy, and I don't know if you can just opine on this really quick, is I always find the same movies on TV all the time. Meaning I don't run into Ocean's Eleven on TV all the time, but I run into, say, Boogie Nights, which is not on my list. For whatever reason, whenever I am in front of a television, it is on somewhere. Do you have that experience with like a certain movie? I would say Ocean's Eleven's up there. Okay, okay yeah, it's same thing. It's on so much. Okay, my, my number four is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I consider it's, you know, Tim Burton masterpiece. I consider it a perfect film from start to finish. Because when I watched that in the theater, I was a young kid. I watched it at a United Artists Theater. It was one of those like movie theaters where they had a Rocky Horror picture show on Friday nights. So half the people who showed up for Pee Wee were dressed for Rocky Horror, which I thought was hilarious because I didn't know why they were there. But it created this atmosphere for the film and we laughed ourselves senseless because it's so stupid. And it has such a heart with him trying to get his bike back and he wants to go to the Alamo, but there's no basement in the Alamo and he gets conned by a psychic. And there's a lot of magic in that movie. And I honestly, it is a masterpiece. I love Paul Rubens. I probably wouldn't go to the movies with him, but I love his uh, I love his work. And I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Did you see Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I'm over two, although I- wow. He he uh he got in some trouble, didn't he? I mean, some, yeah. some people dress up for Rocky Horror Picture Show, and others don't dress and just have a trench coat. <laughs> Is that right? I see what you did there, Guy Benson. Yeah. <laughs> and it it was in a movie theater, so you were in fact. Oh, no. Yes, you were tagging my earlier reference to he's a good guy, and I wouldn't want to go to the movies. You're that good. You're now tagging jokes you don't even get. <laughs> the countdown continues after this. Number three. Okay, number three for me. So this was tricky, again, because it's part of a trilogy. Mm -hmm. And all three films in the trilogy, I think, are really good. Okay. So I went, I think, a little underrated, slightly off the beaten path. Batman Begins. Really? So so you've got the Christopher Nolan Mm -hmm. sequence of films, and then The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises. And I Mm -hmm. think, if I had to guess, the consensus would be that The Dark Knight was the best of the three. Mm -hmm. But... And I agree it's really good, and I also like the last one, but Batman Begins as an origin story, sort of rebooting the franchise. And here's why I say it. I am not a superheroes movie person. I don't like them. I think they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I actually went to go see one of these, like, you know, Avengers movies in the theaters with friends because they dragged me. I slept through <laughs> the movie. I just It just does nothing for me. Oh, yeah. I, I like there's an element of realism yeah. in these Batman movies where it's, like, gritty. Gotham is portrayed so well. And they use Chicago, where I lived for a long time for some of the scenes. And I just think it's like, when I saw that movie, I'm like, okay, as long as this guy is making Batman movies, I'll be watching every single one of them. Wow, Batman Begins, huh? The one, yeah. the bat, the Batman I loved, Guy, is uh, the old school one with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson plays the Joker, is a tremendous Batman. I get you know, maybe you don't have this experience, but I get mad at all the reboots because there's just been that many. Like, I feel like between Except this Bat- one was good. Like, it was the, okay. Like, so many of them are not. Have you not seen any of these Batman movies? I have up until the Batman Superman, and then like that when they should get an annulment. Well, no, but, for that. but I'm pretty sure that was not 
Christopher Nolan. It wasn't. This in between okay, Christopher Nolan films. No, they are good. My son watches them. He actually used this because I saw Batman Begins and this was his justification to drag me to a, a, an Avengers film last spring, which by oh. all accounts was a good film. But there was a guy next to me, guy, who was literally, I guess I'm 42. There was a guy next to me. He's probably about four or five years older than me, dressed as Iron Man, crying in the theater. No, no. When, no, when no, Iron Man died. That's not okay. Yes, because I have to explain that to my son. And my son goes, what's that, Dad? And no, I'm like, that's a loser, son. No, that's that's mental, mental illness, that's all that yeah, is. By the way, I, I just have to say the worst Batman character maybe ever was, I forget which movie it was in. It was definitely pre-Nolan, but Arnold Schwarzenegger was one of the villains, Mr. Yeah, Freeze. That's and absurd. He had, he had catchphrases such as, ice to meet you. And oh, God. chill out. No, and just terrible. And and the the old camp of Batman, Christopher Nolan was like, no, thank you. That's in the garbage can. We're gonna make this serious, and I freaking loved it. Good, thank God for Christopher Nolan. I, the idea of Arnold doing uh, Steven Seagal punchlines <laughs> is a lot. That should be a segment on one of our radio shows. We got to get together, guy. Um, Yours. My <laughs> good for you. My number three is the Naked Gun. Uh, uh, love that film. Uh, stars the great Le- Leslie Nielsen, who I love. George Kennedy, who won an Oscar in Cool Hand Luke for playing Dragline alongside the great Paul Newman. But slapstick to me, guy, it's the stupidest form of comedy, but it's the smartest form of writing in that, you know, for you to execute these jokes and get the deadpan delivered, there's nothing funnier. And our mutual friend Kennedy and I talk in naked gun quotes all the time uh, because they're so dry and funny. Here's a good example is Nordberg gets shot up on a boat when he's trying to break up an international spy ring. And they're in the hospital speculating as to what went on. And George Kennedy and, and, and Frank Drebin, so it's, it's Ed and Frank Drebin, and the line is, uh, what would Nordberg want in a seedy red light district like that? And he goes, sex, Frank? Well, not now, Ed. We've got work to do. And it's just like, it's so well executed. And I, I that movie, if you want to talk about something, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. It's not on a lot, but when I, I get sucked into that rabbit hole every time, I love it so much. And by the way, it's so... Apropos that you mentioned execution in this film because it does co-star O.J. Simpson. Oh yes, O.J. Simpson has, who as you know, according to CNN, had a mostly peaceful relationship with his wife, <laughs> Nicole Brown. When you <laughs> mentioned Naked Gun, I was thinking like the stupid slapstick. I also have a soft spot for like Hot Shots. Hot uh, Shots oh. Part Deux. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> uh, just that kind of st- airplane, right? Those types of movies, they get me. Yes. Now, I challenge you, if you go back and watch Hot Shots, tell me the Lloyd Bridges character isn't Joe Biden today. If you remember the old man where they go, how are you, Chuck? And he goes, Hawaii. Shoot, I'm supposed to be in Oklahoma. And he's just out of it. (laughs) I had no idea that one day that guy would be a major party presidential nominee. But here we are. Number two. Number two for me, I'm going comedy for the, this is my only comedy on the list. My Cousin Vinny. Oh. When My Cousin Vinny is on TV, that is a must watch. Absolutely hilarious. To me, it's the little stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Marissa Tomei's character, she gets out of the car and where, where are they? Like Mississippi or Alabama. She's yeah, yeah. got that old school camera and she takes a photo. She's like, I bet you the Chinese food here is terrible. And there's like little stuff. Um, the, the prosecutor. Yeah. Who is, who's a showman. You know, he's clapping his hands <laughs> to the jury. They were, ah, Danica. Like just a bunch of little things, the way that 
that uh, Joe Pesci has to buy this suit because the other one got ruined. And <laughs> the judge holds him in contempt. He's well, there's a nothing surprise. He's like, what did you say? It is just so well done. Multiple laugh out loud moments. And I think it stands the test of time. One of the best movie comedies, I will say, of my lifetime. It's fantastic. What's a ute? You said, <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me, youth. <laughs> also, un, underrated moment. And this is my last comment on it. You gotta when you go and watch it next time because I probably miss it the first two or three times I saw it. Uh-huh. But the prosecutor, I think, in his opening arguments, is addressing the jury, and he's talking about the the sort of Anglo-American judicial system, mm-hmm. and he talks about at one point he makes a reference to the jury of. Um, all our little old ancestors. And they briefly cut to a female black juror, which I thought was just a very funny, she has a blank stare on her face. It's subtle, very well done. That movie's fantastic. That's a good sight gag, and it is. That's a that's a home run movie. I haven't seen it probably in like 10 years, and now I'm, I'm getting a little nostalgic. You gave me the feelings on your number two pick, Guy Benson. I go. don't know that I will accomplish the same. My number two is a Clint Eastwood vehicle called Unforgiven. And I love this movie. He's basically, you know, an out-of-work assassin who's gone legit. He had gotten married. He's a pig farmer, hog farmer. Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, Morgan Freeman pays him a visit. There's a bounty out to kill a guy who roughed up a brothel. And um, Clint Eastwood agrees to come out of retirement, gets his old Spencer rifle, and tries to get back out there and, you know, find the jump shot. And Gene Hackman plays the sheriff, who's also like a, a terrible carpenter. Uh, but it's a great, great movie. He's Little Bill, and it's a fantastic film. And can I give you a piece of a footnote to history? You might not know Guy Benson. Um, this screenplay was purchased by Clint Eastwood in the 60s, and it wasn't made. It was like 1969, but it wasn't made at the time because it had a more controversial title that I won't even get into on a classy broadcast such as this, but it was basically like a non-starter for theaters, and Eastwood had stood by the title until they eventually came back to it and decided to make it as Unforgiven. Um, But it was you know, getting past all that, because now we're just, you know, beating each other in Trivial Pursuit. It's the type of film that takes you through like every cycle of humanity, you know, from insecurity to confidence to nostalgia and heartbreak and everything else. And it just seems like a Western about an assassin coming out of retirement. But there's such there's so much emotional range in that film. And there's even a couple of laughs along the way that uh, I, I firmly stand by this as my number two. Can you imagine being that screenwriter who, like, maybe it's your big break. You you sold a script. Like, mm-hmm. 1969, you're like, hey, it's my big break, and the movie doesn't get made for 40, 50 years. Like, thanks <laughs> like, a lot. Seriously, I, I, I have to look it up and now find out if the guy who sold the screenplay was even around to recognize it right. because he, he won like, all yeah, kinds of Oscars. Right. Posthumously, you know, in the credits. Number. 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 Number one. One. All right, so number one for me, you mentioned Morgan Freeman, so this segues nicely into, and I make zero apologies, I absolutely, positively love The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, My wow. number one favorite film, excellent, start to finish, Tim Robbins, the voiceover from 
Morgan Freeman, the warden who's just such a, an SOB, uh, you know, the, the, the guards, the people on the inside, it's just so well paced, the drama of the escape. And for my money, maybe one of the best, most satisfying conclusions to a film ever. Wow. Shawshank Redemption, number one. The Rock Hammer. That one hits home for me too because I just had the Fela family. We were at Alcatraz and we were kind of exploring. Oh, great, it is. It's, it's a, a great trip. Yeah, great tour. And they show you where they escaped and all of that. And um, can I ask you really quick, because me and Lincoln Fela were just having this debate. Do you think the guys who escaped Alcatraz lived? You know, I like to sort of, I don't condone uh, crime and prison breaks, but <laughs> I like to say that they did. And I think the prevailing theory is because they were never seen or heard from again, those currents are pretty rough and the yeah. sharks and other stuff. So I would like to say that they did, but I would bet that they didn't. And just, and just to be clear, the Shawshank Redemption was not based at Alcatraz. I think No, that, no, not at all. It's a, I think it's it was great... based in Maine, or I think the prison that they filmed that was in Maine. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, I just... I, I had to solve a whole family dispute, but yes, if they if they had gotten away, even in Shawshank is a good good example of this. In in the modern version of Shawshank, one of them would have taken a selfie together on the beach, and they would have got caught twenty minutes later. <laughs> right. It's social media, not a friend to the criminal. My number one, Guy Benson, uh, is the film. It's also a Scorsese film. Uh, it is Casino, which I put ahead of Goodfellas. A lot of people Ooh. consider Goodfellas to be the better of the two. Um, but I, I put Casino ahead of it simply because Sharon Stone, to me, in that movie, delivers the best performance of any actor or actress or any way you'd like to categorize human performance. It is phenomenal. I love Casino. It's too gory and gritty for most people. because yeah, it's, it's, it's a, really violent. Yes, it's 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 too violent to be honest with you. Like Goodfellas has more heart and it has more humor, but Casino to me is this got just such a realness to it and the way they depict, you know, the rise and fall of that little gaming empire and of course James Woods plays the street pimp who's romancing Sharon Stone away from De Niro. For whatever reason, guy, that is Never one movie. There's a prostitution theme in these <laughs> films that you've been picking, right? We, we've come full circle. I was telling you at the top of this, I had noticed a theme. And no, my theme guy. <laughs> it's funny, though. No, my theme is I do like a Golden Fleece movie. What a Golden Fleece movie is, is in screenwriting templates, it's someone who goes on the road looking for this one thing that they never quite find, but they get this other thing, which is themselves. Like, you know, Pee-wee's big adventure, as much as it is him trying to find his bike, it's a journey towards self-actualization. By the end, he has his bike, they make a movie about it, but he says to Dottie, his love interest, he's like, I don't have to watch it, Dottie. I lived it. Like, oh, Pee-wee finds himself, he accepts himself, and that's what, what all these movies are. What a spoiler that he found the bike. <laughs> now I don't have to watch the movie. He got the bike, it's fine. It, it doesn't even matter. Um, do, you, <laughs> do you know whether or not there's a basement in the Alamo? I do not. I'll well, that might in. be the bigger spoiler, so I won't reveal it then, Guy okay. Benson. If you okay. get around to watching it, you let me know. And with that, we're done. Top five movies. That was good. I, I had a great time. And you only stumped me. There was only one film that I hadn't seen seen. So I, I feel Which like... Which one had you not seen? We Could Hang. Um, what was the... Th not the Oceans film, the one before that. 
Oh, I, oh, the Batman movie. Lincoln showed oh. me the trailer of the Batman movie. Batman that's Begins. Okay, yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta go back and watch that whole trilogy. That's fair. I thought All that right. you ended up having seen them, but I, that will be worth your time. And I'll at check some it point, out. I should I should just man up and and have a drink and watch Casino. And with that, we want to thank everyone for mm. listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Let us know your top five. You've been listening to Fox Top Five on the Fox News Podcast Network.